Right, podcast o'clock again. This time with our left mouths. I am single. I did get drunk. I did buy Tinder Prime and I fully regretted it. But yeah, here we go. <laughs> Little Messi drove my nana to drink. Yeah, he sells Hot Wheels out of his jacket. <laughs> I'd like to think that he knew that John Terry was a huge Saturdays fan. And like Campbell's Hot Soup is a, is, a, is a big deal. Pele is Jay from In Between Us. Luigi, don't quit your day job, mate. Who do you think is more handsome? Shabby Lanza. If you say it, say it with chest. <laughs> Sorry, you just have to guess. <laughs> do you want to go to the toilet? You ever seen a baby pigeon? Uh, he's, he was good mates with Pablo Escobar, from what oh. I read. <laughs> Mara who? Sorry? You're a pair of twats, you know that. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Nostalgia FC podcast with your hosts, me, Drew. And me, George. This is the podcast where we talk all things football from the good old days. Uh, usually we'd get a guest on, but today is one of our special challenge episodes. Uh, and this one is our left-footed 11. So this team is exclusively made up of players that are left-footed, which is harder than you might think. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you look at the team, it's a very, very good team. It's very strong. So I think we've done well. Yeah, it is. We've had to segue some players in because obviously there has to be a right back that's left footed. They don't really exist, so we've just chosen a good other left back that can play <laughs> on the other side. And then a goalkeeper, I mean, it doesn't really matter too much. And also, we should point out that the goalkeeper we've chosen, we chose before he was hacked. <laughs> should we just go straight into it then? Because that's quite obvious. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, so, in goal for our left footed 11, we've got. Someone who is better at protecting the goal than his password is at protecting his own Twitter account. It's Ika Casillas. <laughs> you struggled with that, but I still appreciate it. Yeah, they got there, got there eventually. Oh, what a shame Poyal isn't left footed. Um, <laughs> oh, oh dear. Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh, yeah, rough time to put him in a team, but we've committed to the bit. Uh, CS goes in goal. Twitter controversies aside, CS one of the best goalkeepers of all time. Yeah. Star Wars and the Spain team when they won everything back to back twice. And yeah, Real Madrid's number one for a very long time until Jose kicked him out and he went to Porto. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Casillas is one of the best keepers I've ever seen. I always had the image in my head that he was a lot shorter than other keepers, but I don't think he actually was. He just seemed it. Yeah, I think as well with Icacias, like he was incredible and was an amazing goalkeeper and was number one for Spain and for Real Madrid for a long time. But there wasn't really much competition in the way of goalkeepers when he was prominent at his, at his peak. Like Pepe Reina's five foot eight, so he's not he's not getting the Spain number one spot. Victor Valdez is Victor Valdez, loose cannon of a goalkeeper. Like David de Gea at the last stages. So I, yeah, I, th- I think you know. Casillas is an amazing goalkeeper, but maybe he was fortunate to be in the era that he was in. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Great leader and great captain. Not great Twitter personality. Let's move <laughs> on. Right, are we we going left to right? Uh, no, right to left. Right to left. Left to left. Everyone's left. left. That's left. the point. So our left back that's playing at right back, just because he seems to be, I don't know, I feel like he could play right back. And... As we said off this podcast, he loves this game. It's Patrice Evra. Yeah, 
Yes, it is. Another man with a strange Twitter presence. This is probably this is our left-footed slash strange social media presence. <laughs> yeah. Eleven man did weird things with a turkey, like. Uh, yeah, but he did good things with the football, and that's the main thing yeah. we're focusing on here. Predominantly with his left foot. Yeah. Did he kick that fan with the left foot? Uh, <laughs> this is a very problematic <laughs> team. Take a take a lesson, um, kids. Start kicking a football with the right foot. Yeah, Patrice Everett, on a serious note, uh, controversies aside, uh, great footballer for Monaco, United, Juve. Did he play anywhere else? Did he go straight from United to Juve? I want to say Marseille. So yeah, Patrice Everett, one of Alex Ferguson's favourite ever players, I think. He loved him. And actually someone that goes a bit under the radar for the amount of times that he played for France. Did you know he had 81 caps for France? I didn't. I'm trying to think of another left back in that area, though. Clichy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's not. He was good for Arsenal. He, to be fair, Clichy yeah, was a caps. I feel sorry for Patrice Ever because he was in like that middle bit of the 2000s where they didn't win anything. <laughs> yeah. It's like the France now have won the World Cup and done very well in the Euros, got to the, got to like the finals in 2016, of which Patrice Ever was playing. And then, but he started playing for France in 2004. So, 1998, they win the World Cup. 2000, they win the Euros. 2002, they get knocked out in the group stages of the World Cup. We won't talk about that one. But basically, Patrice's ever career was like the filler <laughs> just for France. Just like, yep, I'm just in this middle bit while we're transitioning to being good again. Yeah, yeah. I always think as well, Patrice Everett, did you watch uh, the latest Soccer Aid? He played in central midfield. And he actually looked pr- pretty decent. And I was like, oh, maybe he would have made a central midfielder until I remembered he was playing against, you know, Tom Grennan. Aston Towie. <laughs> yeah. Is that even still a thing? I don't know. I wonder if I'm never left-footed. Anyway, let's go Moving on to on. the next one. So the next defender we have, now what we didn't say at the start of this, is it is actually uh, a 4-2-3-1 formation. Yes. Uh with one of the two maybe not in the right position. Anyway, uh, our first centre-back is Bakayo Saka's worst nightmare, <laughs> Giorgio Chiellini. That's got to be one of the worst challenges I've ever seen. One of the best. I love that. <laughs> it's like Chiellini has just committed to the bit of, yep, yeah, I'm slow now. I was never very quick, but I'm really slow now. So, like, he did it for LAFC... Uh, a few months ago where the ball goes in behind over the top of his head and he just bats it down with his hands. <laughs> He's like, yep, yeah, I'm not getting that, so I'm just going to hit it. And uh, yeah, very similar to the Bakayo Saka incident where this one was a ball, that one was a young Arsenal winger that he just threw to the ground. Yeah, fair enough. And uh, Chiellini just recently won the Shield, some form of Shield with LAFC. I don't understand American soccer. A support Shield, I think it was called. Yeah. I don't really know what it was. I thought I thought at first it was a community Shield, but I think it's like the winner of one of the divisions. Now they go into the playoffs. I'm not 100. percent Giorgio Chiellini, uh, left-footed player, but also very famous. Uh, if you've never seen this clip, you should check it out. Someone looks across at him on the pitch, and he just sticks his tongue out. He was like. <laughs> Like some sort of weird lizard man. So if you ever believe the conspiracy that there's like lizard people running the world, Giorgio Chiellini may be one of them. Is that a conspiracy? Yeah. I've never heard that in my life. Well, 
If we get taken out by lizards now, you know why? Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Giorgio's listening and he's told his pals at Lizard HQ. <laughs> well, from one great Italian centre-back to another, a man that needs no introduction and also needs no explanation because this is probably the player we've spoken about most on this podcast. But if we're doing due diligence, we can't avoid the fact that he is the best left-footed centre-back ever. It's Paolo Maldini. Yeah. I mean, what else do we say? We've we've spoken about him. We've... At this point... We've like we've expired his Wikipedia page, and we're gonna actually have to start like emailing his family to get some information on him because we've got all the information we can off the internet on Paolo Maldini, all the stories, all the angles. We've had him. We can't we can't go any further. We know that his his family are very good at football. We know he's very good at football. We know he's played in two positions, played for AC his whole career, and played very well for Italy. And uh, yeah, there's not much else we can talk about when it comes to Paolo Maldini, except for the fact that he was naturally a right footed player and changed his game so that he became left-footed. There you go. Oh, damn. Oh, there you go. Perfect. I literally, I thought, why not just type in weird Maldini fact? And that was the first one that came up. And I was like, that's perfect. <laughs> but he's taught himself to be left-footed. There you go. Perfect. That's why he's in the team, because he's taught himself to play with his left foot. Incredible. Incredible. So I guess I guess I mean, that makes him ambidextrous. The devil, I can't say that word. <laughs> I don't think you nailed it. Yep, <laughs> ambidextrous. I think I'm guessing that go. makes him ambidextrous, just because. Well, if he's naturally right footed, he obviously can still play with it, and now he's just added his left foot into his arsenal. Yeah, I mean, go go, Paolo. Yeah, he doesn't have enough going for him, so it's good that he can do that. <laughs> yeah. All right, so on to our last defender, and this one is sort of like the cornerstone of the team because left footed players. And this is some sort of anomaly in football that no one has really investigated as to why. But left-footed players seem to be able to strike the ball better than right-footed players. They just have the outside of the foot, smash it better than anyone else. Look at Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, John Arisa, both incredible left-backs that can strike the ball with their left foot and just smash it through the goal. But there's only one man that sort of set the precedent for that. The original left-footed Pile driver scoring left back, Roberto Carlos. Yeah, I mean you can't argue. He can't. He, he he literally can't. He took a free kick that was heading further towards the foot corner flag before it went in. So, I <laughs> what an insane, I mean, insane player. Yeah, he just set he just set the bar. He was like, yeah, this is how you left back go. <laughs> My favorite thing about Roberto Carlos is that. Uh, in the mid-90s when he was playing for Inter, the manager uh, was Roy Hodgson. And Roy Hodgson didn't think that Roberto Carlos was good enough. Well, we've also... <laughs> that's so This coming from a man that ch- chose to play Jeffrey Schlupp <laughs> a lot for Crystal Palace. So make of that what you will. Is Jeffrey Schlupp better than Roberto Carlos? No. We've we've also spoken about it as well. Is uh, Roberto Carlos deciding just to play Sunday League now and just have a laugh with it and just turn up to random people's Sunday League teams? Insane. He's doing it in the hope that he's going to find a member of Roy Hodgson's family. <laughs> Eventually, he'll find one. What and just snap him? Uh, just smash the ball as hard as he can at him. <laughs> yeah, that's probably even more dangerous. To be fair. Right, moving on to midfield, and in my opinion, 
I think one of the most underrated midfielders in the Premier League era, but that is because he played in the City team with a stupid, stupid midfield. It is David Silva. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, with like playing in that midfield with De Bruyne at some points, Yaya Torre. Um, I can't think of any more off the top of my head, but he he sort of went under the radar a little bit. Like Obviously, he, not massively because everyone knows who he is. Everyone knows he's good. But I think he's one of the best midfielders to ever play in the Premier League as well. I agree. People go on about like Yaya Torre and like Sergio Aguero as like the player that would that had transformed City's fortunes. But I think David Silver actually is the player that like yeah. banded them all together. He was De Bruyne before it was cool. Yeah, yeah. Not the quickest player, not the tallest player, not the strongest player, but he knew what he was doing. He was so so silky with that football. Yeah, very very small to play in this this two man midfield, but. Very, very good left foot, and he can throw the passes. So that's what we're going. That's what we're banking on in this situation. Yeah. He actually scored an absolute screamer for uh, Real Sociedad last week. It might have been the Europa League, or yeah, I think it was in Europa League because they're in United's group, aren't they? Real Sociedad, and yeah. uh, he scored an absolute screamer against Sheriff Tiraspol uh, with his left foot. Just pile drived it into the top corner. Still got it. Yeah, thirty six, and he still got it. Well, they're winning that group as well. There you go. But yeah, Merlin, as his nickname in Spain, is still got it. And is that because of the wizard? Think, uh, yeah, I imagine it's not because of the the football stickers I had today. <laughs> <laughs> his passing ability and possession retaining abilities have earned him the nicknames Merlin and El Majo from his teammates and fans. Ma- yeah, Maggio's got to be something to do with magic as well, surely. Yeah. I mean, this guy, in the, the golden era of Spanish football, 125 caps, 35 goals, World Cup winner, twice European Cup winner, won the under-19s under European Championship as well, came runner-up in the under-17s, in the World Cup and the Euros, and then runner-up in the Confederations Cup. So this guy did it all for the all-conquering Spain team of the... Mid two thousands to early two thousand tens. That says a lot about a player, I think. Yeah. So next to him, it's quite a short midfield actually. I think I think this guy's quite short as well. But yeah, he is. Yeah. Um. Maybe. Well, actually, a lot of this team is quite short. Maybe we've stumbled across something here. <clears throat> Left-footed players are short. That. It's not a bad shout though. Because <laughs> I don't know why, listeners. If you can, if you can think of a tall left-footed player, and it'll definitely be Owen that comes through with one. Give us a shout. Is Anatovic left-footed? I'm not sure. Is Latan left-footed? No, Latan's right. I think. Is Harland left-footed? I just the name tall players. <laughs> I have a feeling Anatovic might be. But yeah. Well, this next player is not Anatovic because he's pony. Uh, this next midfielder is one of three Argentinian players to be named in this team. He is a scorer of one of my favourite ever goals ever in the World Cup 2006. It is Esteban Cambiasso. Whew. What yeah. a player. What a player. 
Again, I don't think he is very tall. Let's just uh, investigate I've, that. He's five foot ten. I've seen that. I've. I also. I completely forgot about his stint at Leicester City, which was really random. Yeah, one like, season. I, it's it's the same with the whole Mascherano and uh, Tevez going over to uh, West Ham. Just a very yeah. random transfer of a world class player to. Uh, no offense to Leicester or West Ham, but like going over to a average Premier League side. <laughs> yeah. Well, they just won the league. I think that it was the season after they won the league. Was it? That he went over. Yeah, I think so. Okay, well, that makes wrong. more sense. <clears throat> wasn't really paying attention uh, no. too much. No, no, it wasn't. It was the season before. 2014-15. They won it 2016, didn't they? Oh, so he missed out. <laughs> oh, Esteban left at the wrong time, pal. But maybe he, but yeah, he, he put into the locker room that winning mentality that he's got. Yeah, there you go. So what you're saying is he single-handedly won them Premier League without actually being there. Yeah. Yeah, not Jamie Vardy, uh, not Riyad Mahrez, not Angolo Kante, him. Famously part of the Jose Mourinho Inter Milan side that won the treble in 2009-2010, one of the hardest to play against, lowest scoring champions of, of three trophies in one season. And what a player he was. Like, just, I mean, the way he used to break up play and then just run with the ball. Just love it. Sweeping. He was like Mascherano before Mascherano was a thing. Mascherano is pretty much just a carbon copy of Esteban Cambiasso, but Cambiasso had a bit more going forward. Yeah, yeah, I'd give you that. Mascherano ended up in centre-back, didn't he? I don't think Cambiasso did. No. What I, what I enjoy uh, about the relationship between Jose Mourinho and Cambiasso, uh, there's a quote from... Uh, Jose Mourinho, who said, there is nothing glamorous about the bold Argentine, but he is the heartbeat of the interside that have become the dominant force in Italian football. So, I don't know why he chose to focus on the fact that he's bold. Well, that's what I think. Why, that, that is personally attacking someone. I bet he's looking back now regretting that decision, if you look at his hair now. That's a, that's a Jose compliment if ever you've heard one. I yeah. like him, but here's a flaw that I can point out as well. <laughs> hey, Jose Mourinho is now in a Stormzy music video, so you know. Hey. <laughs> For listeners, I just did the shush motion like Josie does. I've forgotten this is not a visual podcast. No, it is not. All right, next one. So we've done the two <coughs> actual midfielders. Now we're going into the attackers. Now these four attackers are world beaters. Um, two of them probably regarded as the best two players ever, or top at least two of the top four, top five. Uh, so the first one, an attacking midfield... Although he can go wherever he likes, to be honest, because, um, well, it's Diego Maradona. Yeah. What a again, player. Again, a player we've spoken about a lot. Uh, we've spoken about his friendships with drug barons, uh, his penchant for a party. We've talked, we've talked about his time at Naples, his time at Barca. I mean, this guy is just the ultimate footballer that didn't care. Imagine him in this current environment where they care so much about their bodies, what he could have done. Yeah. Do you reckon he still would though? Or do you reckon he loves to party that much that he would have just been the same? Oh yeah, absolutely. It would have been the same. Yeah. Like I, I don't think, think so. he would have looked after himself, say the way that Ronaldo does or. No. And what, what I like about his story as well, like nowadays footballers can't do anything without it going on social media. And in Maradona's day, that didn't exist, but everyone still knows what he was up to. Yeah. So imagine him in this era. He'd just be going live on Instagram. Hey, guys, watch this. <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> uh, 
saying it's baking powder or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, left-footed maestro, uh, an incredible, incredible dribbler of the ball. I mean, he's just incredible. Have you seen a ball that he punched? Yeah, for the hand of God, just got sold for a crazy price. I didn't, I can't remember the exact price, but he got sold for a lot yeah, of money. I did see that. I saw an article on it. Well, I was going to say this, and sorry if I anger any English fans that are listening. Do you reckon it was with his left hand? I'm not sure. <laughs> Hold on. We'll take a quick little break. Balls in midfield. Yeah, same. We might be into on the left. One to the left. Here we go. You're slightly ahead of side. It is with his left hand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Let's just double, just double checking the slow mo. <laughs> left hand comes up, in it goes. There you go. Left footed and left handed. There we go. There you go. <laughs> that is why he's in Crazy the Diego. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, props to the, the man for having the audacity to do that. He was probably high as a kite when he did it and thought that's what you're allowed to do. But yeah, I mean, one of the greatest players of all time. Uh, you can't say it differently, and inspired the next player to become the player that he became. I would suggest. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Uh, obviously, in the same family, ish. <laughs> uh, it's Lionel Messi, possibly, and I said it in our most recent podcast. I think he is the best player in the world. I do. I'd like. I think so. And I've been, I've been a Ronaldo like fan. Obviously, being. Him being at United, I've been a Ronaldo fan for a long time, but I think Messi's better. Yeah, I think he's the best player of all time. Again, a player we've spoken about in depth on this podcast, but another one to sort of put to our theory of left-footed people are small because Lionel Messi is <laughs> tiny to the point where they put him on growth hormones. Low centre of gravity. That's what he needed. Yes, absolutely. There is, him and Diego. There is sometimes where you watch uh, Messi running through a defense and he just keeps himself so low. It's ridiculous. Like he's like half the height of everyone. Cause he's like ducking through them. It's great. Yeah. Well, it's the, the height thing on that as well. And again, another great left footed messy goal coming in from the right, the goal against, uh, Bayern Munich in the champions league way. He, he <laughs> sends drone Boateng to another dimension, not for yeah. hot dog. He sends him to another dimension. <laughs> drone Boateng doesn't know where he is and the way he does him there. The size difference between the two, and you see him run past him yeah. as Jerome Boateng's falling to the ground. <laughs> like he's like twice the height of Messi, and Messi just made him fall over like a tree and then gone hurt. Yeah, I just love the keeping out. Cheers, nice one. Yeah, and Boateng is huge as well, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. And that shows the height of Messi. Just stood there, like, yep, I'm small, but I don't <laughs> care because I'll just run through your legs. Yeah, what player? I mean, yeah, what player? Can't can't deny that. Just he is, the, in my opinion, the goat. Most ever Ballon d'Ors ever, and I don't think anyone will beat it, or at least anytime soon, anyway. Well, at the time of recording, the Ballon d'Or is tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, so it's probably going to be Benzema. I think it's going to be Karen this Benzema. Year. I think it's Benzema. Yeah. The, only, the only way that Lewandowski would win it is because last year's got suspended. So they might yeah. be like, give him the benefit of the doubt, but then it'd be mean to take Benzema's away from him. I don't know. Yeah. Well, Messi didn't have a particularly good season last season, but I guarantee he's in the top ten of the voting anyway, just because of like the the past. It's like, yep, yeah, who he is, get him it? in, yeah, exactly. So the next pick is my favorite pick on this team, 
our favourite ever left-footed player. Uh, any Wales fan will know what's coming here. It is Harry... No, it's, <laughs> it's Gareth Bale. Of course it's Gareth Bale. So, <laughs> sorry, Harry Wilson. You get on the bench. Uh, Gareth Bale. I'm going to throw this in. The best ever Premier League left-footed player. Ooh. Um, I mean, why, when he was in the Premier League, I think he had great years at Real Madrid. I almost feel like his best years were at Tottenham. Yeah. Um, but last year at Tottenham, where he scored pretty much the same goal week after week, where he just get the ball, cut in, smash it top bin yeah. every time. Yeah. God, best. I mean... <laughs> There is another well, one. Team there we... is another one that is for Wales, and it's why I started laughing when you were introducing this. Uh, but I'm not going to mention Ooh. his name, which I so yeah, I can't no. I can't say. But it's like, what other left footed players are there? You could oh, be right. Though. We put Evra, we put Evra, we put David Silva, and I suppose you could count Esteban Cambiasso because he played for Leicester that one time. <laughs> but no, I think I think, uh, I think you might be right actually. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I might create I mean, a bit of controversy, but I don't really think there's many other contenders for that. No, especially how good Bale was when he was playing for Tottenham that those last few years. There's a reason why he was 100 mil. Yeah, what just a different class. Like still, even now, as he's slowed down, and he has slowed down. Like he's not the player he was because a lot of his game is reliant on pace and power, which he doesn't have and he's as not, much of anymore. He's not set at the MLS light as much as people yeah. thought he might. No, he's not. But I think. If you if you go back to the Austria game, James mentioned it last week. The Austria game where Bale scores two goals in the World Cup playoff semi final to get us into the final, which we eventually won, which was a own goal scored from a Gareth Bale free kick. The free kick he scores against Austria, the technique on that with his left foot to get it up and over the wall into the like the goalkeeper. Two goalkeepers aren't saving that. Like yeah. it's literally postage stamp top corner. You can't even you can't get anywhere closer than that to the top corner. Yeah, it's literally the only the only place he could have put it where the keeper couldn't save it. I mean, actually, they're probably literally. more, but yeah, unbelievable. And like that's that's what I mean. It, it, pace and power can fade, but that left footed quality that Gareth Bale has <laughs> just doesn't go away. Like he's just that good with his left foot. The technique is impeccable. The best, <clears throat> the best Premier League left footed player and the best, no matter what foot, Welsh player of all time. No question. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The real Prince of Wales. <laughs> Don't get me started on that. Right. Let's move away before it gets political. Yeah. Okay. Moving on to our striker. There are a lot of people who have got skill moves named after them. So we have like Ronaldo Chop, the um, Cruyff turn, the McGeady spin, the Berbatov spin, I guess. Uh, can you think of any others? Uh, the Hal Ross and Carney turn, <laughs> the uh, James Milner run a lot. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna stop you there. There is not a lot of players, if not this is the only one who has an actual main award named after them. So it is him, the goal machine himself, Puskas. It is the goal machine himself. It is Ferenc Puskas. Now, one of my favourite things in any year of football is just looking at the nominees for the Puskas Award and the best goal of the year. It's one of my favourite things in the world. So 
the very fact that this goal is named after him is pretty high praise, I think. Yeah, I mean, he scored unbelievable goals, and that's why the award's named after him. But have you seen his goal record? So, for Budapest Honved, he scored 375 goals in 356 appearances. For Real Madrid, he scored 244 goals in 262 appearances, meaning for club teams, he scored 619 goals in 618 appearances. So he scored one more goal than he had appearances. <laughs> what a man. And then That's this Erling is a bit of Haaland numbers, that. Yeah. He also scored 84 goals in 85 games for Hungary between 1945 and 1956. And then made four appearances for Spain. I don't really understand that. Right, okay. Yeah. Maybe there was um, a political thing yeah. there. One of the greatest ever footballers, one of the most famous ever footballers, like George said, emulated in the fact that FIFA named their goal of the year every year after Puskas because he is that goal machine legend, scored worldies, hung- Hungary's best ever player, probably. I mean... Close second, Zoltan Gira. <laughs> or Gabor Kirali. <laughs> I mean, there's no, there's no debate, I don't think. <laughs> and a perfect way to end this episode of Left Foot Players is to go through the teams managed by Ferenc Puskas. Are you ready for this? Okay, go on. He managed Hercules, not just the man. Uh, I think <laughs> there's more than one player. Uh, the San Francisco Golden Gate Gales. There's one we've never had before. Why not? Longest name okay. ever, I think. Yeah. Uh, Vancouver Royals. Okay. And then we go to some some ones we know: Alavesh, uh, Panathinaikos, Real Murcia, and then Colo Colo. <laughs> um, famously named after Colo Touring. No, that's not true. Uh, Saudi Arabia, Aki Athens, uh, Al Masari, Solda America, Kero Porteno, South Melbourne Hellas. <laughs> okay. And then Hungary. Oh, so we, so we ended up managing Hungary. Nice. For a year. Nice. But yeah, hell of a player. I don't know how he fared as a manager because... If you went to that well, many teams, probably not great, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe not. But an incredible goal scorer and the best left-footed goal scorer of all time. There were close ones in this one, uh, but Ferenc Puskas had to go in because the guy scored... A crazy amount of goals with his left foot. So he's got to go in and lead the line about left foot 11. Yeah. So we didn't take the time to find out if there are any left footed managers because <laughs> that would have been a lot of effort. Yeah. And most managers walk with both feet. So that's fine. <laughs> so we're going to go through our choices one more time so you can judge it for yourselves. Here is our left footed 11. In goal. Ika Casillas, in defence, Patrick Severa, Giorgio Chiellini, Paolo Maldini and Roberto Carlos. Yeah, moving into the midfield, we have David Silva and next to him we have Cambiasa, who is 5'10 and is not sure, it's above average. Uh, In front of them, we have Diego Maradona and on the right-hand side, we have Lionel Messi and the left-hand side, we have Gareth Bale. And to top it off, we've got the Hungarian goal machine, Ferenc Puskas. And look at that for a little team, left-footed to a man, that's the point. And you can imagine the absolute worldies this team would score. Yeah. I'd, I'd... They wouldn't win many headers. 
If Bale wins that few headers, he's, he's good. He's fine. Is Bale the tallest player in that team? Chiellini probably be the tallest. Oh player yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Maldini. And Bale and Chiellini are teammates now at the moment, anyway. Yeah, a little bromance going on. Two old men not being able to play football anymore, <laughs> so go chill out in LA. <laughs> one of them preparing for the World Cup. One of them preparing for retirement. Yeah. Sorry, Italy fans. I think Chiellini's just trying to do that Vinnie Jones thing, and like he was such a villain in that England game. He's like, right. I'm going to do that Vinnie Jones thing and be a villain on the pitch and off the pitch. So get ready for the next Marvel movie where it's going to be <laughs> Iron Man versus Giorgio Chiellini. And then that's why, he's, and then he's like, <laughs> if they're looking at recasting the lizard for Spider-Man, Giorgio Chiellini's doing an audition already. Yep, there you go. <laughs> Seems like a perfect place to uh, wrap this one up. So... <laughs> Thanks for listening to another one of our challenge episodes. This one was a quick fire one, um, just to keep you going throughout your week. Listen to our voices chat, absolute nonsense about left-footed players. Um, if you do happen to know of any tall left-footed players, do let us know. Um, I'm sure you will, Owen. And get ready, because uh, we're not far off the World Cup, as you may be aware. And the World Cup brings with it some amazing Nostalgia FC content. So get ready for that. Let's go. In the meantime, if you want to go follow us on socials, you can... At Nostalgia FC Pod on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And we have an email address, which is nostalgiafcpod at gmail.com. Bingo. Uh, also, we said we were going to mention it, but it's a lie. You need to check out your TV screens, YouTube ads, if you go to the cinema, because you might recognize someone <laughs> on, on there. Uh, it's not me. Uh, it is <coughs> the actor in the room. Old Georgie Thomas over here. Oh, sorry, what's your acting name? Uh, it's just George Reese Thomas. There you go, George Reese yeah. Thomas. Uh, check it out. Look out for a. Uh, oh, why am I explaining this, George? Explain to them why they might see you. Uh, is anyone heard of a betting company called William Hill? No. I'm assuming everyone's answer was yes. Uh, I'm in their World Cup advert, so uh, it basically goes through different pubs. I don't know if I'm allowed to say the. Maybe cut that out. Um, I will be in there as a Wales fan. <laughs> um, and also, fuck, you, fuck it, I'm going to say it as well. I'm possibly going off to Portugal tomorrow, fingers crossed, for another advert, uh, which involves a very famous footballer. Which we cannot say. Yeah, which uh, we cannot say. So, by the time you listen to the next episode, you'll notice by the tone of George's voice whether he was <laughs> successful in getting that role or not. So join me wishing George luck. Uh, by the time this episode goes out, he will already know and will either be in Portugal or not. <laughs> so let's fingers crossed for George that he got it. Retrospectively, here we go. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, we really appreciate the support again. Get ready for some great content coming your way. As always, this was the Sarge FC podcast, and that was our left foot at 11. And what a team it was. And what a team it was. My voice broke at the end there. <laughs> what a team it was. It's <laughs> Geordie. <sighs> Oh wait, man! What a team it was! Like, <laughs> it's not bad. Okay. It's it's not great, but it's not bad. Jordy Shaw, here I come.
Aretha Balaga in this game so far looks like the best keeper in the world. Why is he playing? Is Mendy injured? Uh, Mendy was injured at the start of Graham uh, Potter's like reign, and then he just played well, so we kept him in. But he's the ultimate turn. Yeah, he made a triple save. Kepa it's is like, what a lad! Essentially, Kepper is like the big show where <laughs> he's everyone hates him for ages. Then all of a sudden, like, oh my god, this guy's amazing! And then he's like the fan favorite. That's such a shame. That's not a quote that's going to go in the episode because that'd be a perfect time. <laughs> I'm putting that as the extra credits just so I can say it. 